0: This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm A.J. Richardson. I'm also here with my man. We got us another win, Jared Davis. How you doing, Jared?
1: I'm doing good, man. And right there you made it sound like I'm the reason we got us another win, so I'm gonna take that. Kinda of the way I that mean, flowed right there.
0: I'll, t- I'll give you a little credit. I mean, y- y- I
1: I did go there and I, you know, <laughs> paid tuition, which I guess keeps the school going, which keeps the football program yeah. going. I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. I'm Claim the reason it. we won.
0: Claim it. Run away. Yes, Take
1: sir. That's it. <laughs> How can the people stay in t- I'm sorry. I've already done that joke <laughs> We'll just end right now.
0: Uh, love it. Uh, but Auburn did win 35-15 to 15 on the road at Vanderbilt. And, uh, this is our second SEC win, second straight win, a lot of good stuff. We're one win away from bowl eligibility. A lot of good stuff from that. We got back in the win column after, you know, starting out pretty hot and, uh, then having a four game streak of losing. So we're, we're in the, you know, back on the plus 500 stats. So you're feeling pretty good about that. Um, headed into the fat, well, the last, you know, three games of the season and, uh, I'll put, uh, you know, I gave you a shout. out I'm gonna shout out myself. So pat myself in the back already. Yeah, you know, my gut last last week was we'd win by 17 points. What did we win by? 16. Feel pretty good about that. So yeah, you know.
1: I forgot about that. You're yeah. oh, and you almost went away from your gut, didn't you? And then we're like, I no, did. stick with it. We're like, stick with your gut.
0: I I was I was close to like bumping it up <laughs> to like 24 points, which would have been hilarious because that would have been pretty darn close to what we would have won except they had that other colding call that, you know, sometimes you see phantom holds and whatever, and, and sometimes the refs just don't see holds, and you're just like, I, or they do see holds when there's not holds, and it's just like, ah.
1: Anyway. I mean, I'm sure it's caused a cheer for this team, but I feel like we lead the country in phantom holds. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, they've called some pretty bad stuff. Um, yeah. But, anyways, I'm, and yeah. not just this year. I feel like there's been many, many years where, you're like, that you're really gonna call that. But right.
0: Well, I don't want to. Obviously, we won, but there was at least one, if not two, times where we had probably really good drives going. I mean, we almost had that touchdown with Derek and we had that, like, <coughs> that hold, and you're like, seriously, like, anyway. And then great kickoff return by by Brian Butsy. And then a hold, and then you're like, kind of like, I don't know, weird. Again, we won, so I don't want to like bash the refs too much.
1: We did, but it we the game the game could have been over in the first quarter. That that yeah that Halo rule against. Oh yeah. I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) Like, Um,
0: what is what is the guy supposed to do? Like, I'm talking about the Auburn player. I mean, he he literally steps out of his way. does yeah, he backs touch away the from dude. him.
1: He does everything you'd coach him to do.
0: Like, what do you want him to do? Literally, stand three yards away from him, or whatever the rule yeah. is. What is it like one yard? But anyway, I yeah, you're right. Okay. If 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 we get that call, which I think Auburn should have gotten, and I Game. think most people would probably agree, yeah, we we go up real quick. And there's no coming back. Yeah. We we probably even play Robbie Ashford the whole fourth quarter or something crazy. But, hey, that's another new thing. That's no going to be quarterback a rotation. We didn't see Robbie at oh, all. At all. I mean, we saw him on the sideline. They finally zoomed up on his face, I feel like, towards the end of the game. But Peyton took over. And uh, let me just say this. After some ups and downs of Peyton Thorne, he seemed to settle. Now, don't get me wrong. He had a couple really bad decisions. The pick six was one of them. The other was probably should have been an interception, but everything else, he was making the right decisions. His passing percentage, despite how many drop passes our wide receivers had, I, I, I personally saw at least five, but there, I think there might've been more. And that's pretty impressive. You know, the quarterbacks throwing the ball <laughs> and impressive in a bad way too, for our wide receivers. I hate to say it, but it hurts. <laughs> like We need, we need, those guys he, to step it up.
1: He had an, I think he had an adjusted completion percentage of eighty eight percent. pretty good. It's pretty good. That's
0: that's like Jarrett Stidham days where he was like hitting eighty five, ninety percent. It felt like.
1: I, I don't count. Let me ask you this. Uh, it doesn't matter, but I don't count the Camden Brown deep pass. Yeah, I, I think that was a little behind, although Camden jumped too late, but. The Amari Kelly deep one definitely was on Amari. I mean, that was.
0: The, I can guarantee you. That was a Peyton's, walk-in. Peyton's going to be in Omari Kelly and the coaches. <laughs> I'm going to be dreaming about that tonight. Just thinking, what could have happened? Like, that would have been an easy touchdown walk-in. Again, there's another touchdown easy. And we're we're talking about probably a 24 to 30-point win. Like, I'm, I'm trying to not over-exaggerate. But the way our defense played for the vast majority of this game was shut Vanderbilt down. Like, they, they didn't even get a third down conversion until I think it was like late in third quarter or something crazy. Like, what kind of defense does that in this day and age? Now, no, f- they, they don't have the starting quarterback. Whatever. You can put together at least three or four plays to get 10 yards, and they could not.
1: Yeah, and I, f- I feel pretty confident saying we probably left 21 points, you know, out there on the field. Either, yeah. Either – through holding, which I'm doing in quotations, or just dropping, you know, almost gimme touchdowns. Right. You can't Start, drop those. I know we're I know we won the game, but like, dude, we're going to Arkansas. Like, you, Amari yeah. kelly has got to make that catch. We got we're going to need every point we can get.
0: Right. Well, and even Fairweather, which he's been pretty consistent, had yeah, two drops he almost back to back.
1: And those were even easier. They just weren't touchdowns, but they were like, I mean, I, I. You met. You're gonna. Have, somebody's got to explain to me one day because those gloves. I've like put them on at a sporting goods store. I've never played football. <laughs> I mean, it's almost impossible, right? It's almost super glue. I mean, it's. I don't understand yeah. how you drop.
0: I I I had some in high school, and I don't. I didn't even get the nicest pair. They're probably like twenty five dollars or something cheap. These guys have the best of the best. That and maybe it is the Under Armour gloves. I hate to say it, but maybe it is. I don't have any facts to back that up. But come on. Come on, like you're way better than that. I mean, I just can't think of that many times that we've dropped it, and it feels like we have had multiple of those games this season, and some last year. But man, just that trend seems to continue, and that just hurts me because that's drive killers, that's touchdown. You're not you're you're getting those essentially getting removed now. That that just stinks. So I don't know if they can fix that this year, but. You got to think that recruits are looking at that and thinking, "Mm, I can catch that ball. I got that. And maybe I can do that at Auburn. So just some food to chew on. Um, Let's also talk about Jarquez because big topic, Jarquez having a huge day. What was it, like 121 yards just in the first quarter? Ended up with 186 yards and a couple touchdowns. He almost averaged ten yards a carry. The dude was having one of his best days ever. And and you know what? I know people keep saying this. So I want to discuss this. I've I had like multiple people today. Oh, congrats on the win! It was only Vandy, and I'm like, have you seen Vanderbilt? They they don't just like give up. <coughs> now the record isn't great, but it's Vanderbilt this season has done pretty well against teams like they've stuck in games that i think most people would have never thought that they should be in i mean think about like the vandy georgia game that was in vanderbilt and that game was close it was literally what was it at some point you know like vanderbilt could have like i mean i know they didn't but like they were keeping it somewhat close and you're like that's pretty impressive against number one georgia that's just one example so here you go um what's your thoughts on how what we were able to do against vanderbilt even though they are vanderbilt like how how much stock should we take in this because i i can easily get excited Hey, we just won we beat vanderbilt at an away game where we've struggled what's a reasonable expectation in your opinion for what we're doing and you know how to view this game
1: yeah, I think there's two parts to this. I think from yeah, the point you're making, so Vanderbilt put up twenty eight against Kentucky at home, twenty one against Missouri, and twenty against Georgia. So I mean they you know, they they can score. Um so yeah, I, I agree with you on that in that front. They they don't just roll over. Uh so I think we kinda held them to their lowest output at home. Uh I think they only got seven at Ole Miss, but that was on the road. So uh um, well, and-
0: I would argue we only allowed seven because, or eight, I guess. That's true. We gave up eight. Point version.
1: Yep, we gave up, uh, yep, you're right. That's a good point. So, yeah, because, offensively, okay. yeah, we only gave up eight.
0: Like, I saw somebody joke. They were like, well, at least Peyton Thorne, I mean, this was like right after the pick six. Well, at least Peyton Thorne has uh, been the only one throwing touchdowns this game. <laughs> you're like, yeah, oh, to hurt. their
1: team and our team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that hurt.
1: But overall, You know, a win on the road, whoever it is in the SEC, is good. Um, Mm I mean, look, we went out and played Cal. Cal's probably not as good as Vanderbilt, and it didn't look pretty, right? But the flip side, here's the only still question mark I have before I can tell you, okay, we're good, we're over our road woes, is that that was basically a home game for Auburn. It was. It was. Now, having said that, basically meaning the crowd, having said that, it was away from Auburn. You're off your routine. You're doing everything different, so it's not a home game. Yeah, but and
0: I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you saw some of that post game celebration. It literally, looked like they were celebrating in a tent, which that's probably due to all the construction stuff going on there. So, like, even if you had some experience, like say Elijah McAllister or somebody who's been there before, and that. Is a different experience. Like, that's not just your normal, like, guest, you know, locker room and all that kind of situation. So, like, they overcame a lot in an away game against a pretty formidable Vanderbilt that, yeah, their record's not great. It's two and eight now, but they play teams tighter than you think a two and eight team would ever play.
1: I agree. So, I mean, it was a solid win. I mean, I mean, Hugh said that he didn't sleep at all because he saw how they fought against missouri and georgia Mm -hmm. missouri and georgia are better teams than us right now so (laughs) he was worried um rightfully so
0: yeah so another aspect and we'll dig into this more but that defense though that was amazing they they continued that turnover streak of 18 games which Still blows my mind. Dude, and we're barely out. doing
1: it. We're getting it right at the like the barely. last position. We're getting it. But it's I, counting. I'll take it. It
0: counts. I, it counts. It's on the stack sheet, so here we go. Uh But the whole defense itself, besides that one drive of Vanderbilt, where it looked like – I mean, even he said it looked like they fell asleep, like they were just being slow, like Auburn's defense was being slow. Besides that, there were moments – Vanderbilt looks super inept. Now, get, don't get me wrong. It's a second string, and they even, I think, brought their third string in for at least a few plays. I don't care. Like, it, that that's pretty darn good. Um, so, props to them. Um, I did want to talk about uh, – this is something. I don't know if you've seen this. Auburn tweeted this out or posted this about the Plankton mentality. So, I want yeah. to talk about this because I was confused. I was like, what is this Plankton mentality? I don't understand – I was thinking like, you know, the, just the little organism, Plankton. No, they're talking about SpongeBob, which, you know, that's pretty hilarious. But their thought process behind all the Plankton thing, if you've ever watched uh, SpongeBob, Plankton's trying to get the Krabby Patty recipe. And that's his one goal every single episode is to like go and get that, figure out what that recipe is. And everybody is trying to keep it away from Plankton. So their defense kind of to bring this full circle with Auburn's defense, they're trying to figure out what is the other team's plan? What are they going to try to do? And I think they were super successful against Vanderbilt. I mean, honestly, the last most games this year, I feel like they figured out what is the other team's plan and has prepared for that. Uh, And that's even including some of the scripted stuff. Like, Auburn seeing the scripted plays. Generally, every team's going to have them, and they're going to have essentially new plays that have never been on tape before thrown out there. And Auburn seems to battle, and that's that's kind of like our bedrock right now, I feel, for this team is this very strong defense that, I mean, they're going to keep us in, I think, even the Iron Bowl towards the end of the year where you know, if we, we play our cards right, we could be going into a fourth quarter against Alabama with a close close game there. Um, so, pretty exciting things with the defense. Um, let's specifically jump over to kind of like specifically the offense. So, I want to talk about a few things here. I'm going to make a statement. Auburn's offense is improving. And I think some of you might be like, ah, I don't know about that. It was just Vandy. We just beat Mississippi State. Both teams not great. I don't care. Auburn. Okay, let's let's look at some of the teams that Auburn has played against this year, and their their uh, the opposing defenses have not been that great. So if you look at, for example, Ole Miss, not that great. We barely put up twenty one. I feel like against them, LSU, not the greatest of defenses. We only got eighteen against them. That by itself is just showing me we struggled and I think we've overcome some of that with, I don't know whether that's, I'm going to put it a little bit more on coaching, you know, because you're putting only Peyton in there, you know, give him some stability, but I think it's a well, well-rounded approach to the offense and what we're doing. So I don't know. What's your thought. I mean, is, am I overreacting that the offense is improving at least at this point in the season, you know, we're nine games in.
1: No, I mean, I, I... I think you're I think you're 100% right. I mean, there's no doubt that not every play that worked against Vanderbilt would work against, you know, Alabama, but um it, it looks it doesn't look forced the last two games. Mm-hmm. It looks coherent. It looks like there's a purpose behind the play calling um outside of the wide receiver screens that just are not working for whatever reason, I would just throw those out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, every other play you're like, okay, I I see why you called that and it was a drop or, you know, they something happened that may have not worked out even if it was but I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like I'm not mad at the play calling at all. The only play calling I would get rid of is the wide receiver screen, it's just not working. We're losing three yards on those. Yeah. But like I feel like the first I don't know what, five to seven games, it was frustrating. You're like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like you're not even doing simple things. I don't care if you're playing a really good defense, you can still run simple plays. I mean, we weren't able to do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Like like
1: when you're not getting 100 yards passing.
0: <laughs> don't remind
1: me. That's a bigger issue than just you're playing a good team. So, um, like I would be super interested in seeing this team right now, even replay Ole Miss, honestly, like going tempo. Mm-hmm. Because I think the tempo is helping a lot. Thorne has more confidence. I'm not saying we beat Ole Miss. Uh, but playing them again at home with this, like if we had to play Miss State, Vandy, and then Ole Miss, I think it might be a different game because I think they trust Thorne more to open up that playbook. Um, and I mean, we left things on the field. I mean, we left things on the field in the Mississippi State game. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's there. It's clicking right now. And nothing clicks as great against an Alabama or Georgia, right? That's not the point. You got to take your shots and connect when you can. Yeah. But you do need to click in the teams that you're equal or better than, and it, it has clicked the last two games. And so I think that is I think that is improvement. I'll end with this. I, I I said play Robbie Ashford three weeks ago. I now see a scenario where Thorne is the starter next year if he cannot take a step back. If he goes to Arkansas and continues what he's been doing the past two games, and then he goes to the Iron Bowl, and continues what he's been doing. Now you have about five games of this guy was clicking, all yeah. five games. Like,
0: well, and and you can see it's not just you know rotation of the quarterbacks. So that's mm-hmm. like you you could point to that being an issue. But it was this guy knows what he's doing. The coaches have figured out what Peyton Thorne is comfortable doing, and they're putting it all together. And I mean, if I, if I'm Peyton Thorne, I'm I'm excited. Like it. I'm sure the first, you know, seven games more or less were such a grind for him because he's like, I came all this way from Michigan State to Auburn and this is what I'm dealing with? Like I can't, you know, get enough play time because Robbie's also rotating in. You know, we can't even score touchdowns regularly and now you're starting to see the traction and that part excites me and that's why I still am big on I I I think this offense is improving. And if it does improve right now, I think this is something you build on even for next year, um, because you know, a lot of these these offensive players, just the way that we're at right now, we don't have a lot that I think are going to the NFL or graduating. You got something to build on for next year. Um, let's talk about a couple things here with uh, just the running back room. So obviously, Jarquez had a day, had a big 67-yard touchdown, 56-yard touchdown run. Um, the, something that was interesting, and it kind of reminds me of uh, Jarquez. Jarquez reminds me of, if you remember on Johnson, where on Johnson would just be so patient. He would wait behind the line of scrimmage, and then as soon as that hole opened, he would hit it hard. And you're seeing that now with Jarquez. Uh, coach Hugh Freeze said the same thing. Jerk Wes isn't just like hitting that hole hard from the very get-go and hoping something happens. He's waiting for those holes to develop. He's making it work. So big props to him on uh, changing that up. And, I mean, at this rate, sorry guys, you're probably seeing the last few games of Jerk Wes, so definitely take it in because this man is on fire right now and he's about to go to the NFL. As sad as that may be, I think that's just the reality of it right now with Jarquez. Any thoughts other than that on Jarquez?
1: No, the only question I would pose is I don't know where he's going to go in the draft. And with the new NIL, I am wondering, you know, can you could he make more money in NIL if he's like a fifth rounder? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what a fifth rounder value is for a running back if he comes back a senior year. So I, I I guess the whole point is there's that's too much to, that we don't even know. But the the this is a benefit of NIL is that, hey, he might be like, look, Auburn, if y'all can work out something to make me – give me this amount of money, I'll come back and play another year. Yeah. Um,
0: and I, I just looked it up for fifth round even. Like say he went fifth round, that's $750,000. That's a ton of NIL. I don't that, know if Auburn could – pull that all together just that for, is a ton but guy.
1: that is a ton however and i don't know if this was overall his career or one year but you know they have the nil tracker of like the value of a player
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and tanks was at 750 um really yeah and th- and this highly rumored that nil was what kept tank at auburn like that and uh, cadillac. He, lo-
0: right.
1: he loved cadillac yeah. but i mean i'm talking like from even transferring like he was apparently out the door um that that last year and what we've learned of Brian Carson, I'm not surprised. But um, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm not saying it's even possible. But it does open the door now, right? Like whereas yeah. in the past, yeah, man, you you're not making any money. You got to go make money now. It it gives them something to think about. I mean, even Caleb Williams, who is the USC quarterback, I, I think yep. he's I think he's says some things that are not very bright. But you know, he came out and said, "Listen, if I'm getting drafted by." very bad team i'll come back and play again at usc because Mm. i'm making money here and that's crazy and i mean you know that's i had never thought about that and i'm like i don't know if he'll really do that but that's just another aspect of hey look Mm -hmm. if it's the cleveland browns picking me and they're (laughs) historically bad i'm gonna sit out i'm gonna go back and play college and make nio money you know that's that's an option
0: for real. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns, we just went to a party and a bunch of the family members at this party were Cleveland Browns fans. I was like, man, I feel for y'all. I feel for y'all. Anyway, <laughs> that was a side. You uh, could be
1: Falcons where you take the lead and with a minute 30 left and then you let a quarterback who's been on that team for two days drive down and, and take the lead back from you and
0: win the game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's, that That's like the – if you're an arm fan, it feels like, you know, that second stringer essentially coming in and just yeah. like – it makes you – they start looking like a Heisman, you know? It feels kind of like that. Yeah. So, uh, another kind of interesting thing, you know, Jeremiah Cobb. I mean, uh, somebody put out that he has had, I think, three touches of, of the ball and two of those have gone for touchdowns in the last couple games.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny. He what? like He gets like no touches except touchdowns.
0: I I mean, I don't care. You know, what was it against Mississippi State? It was that beautiful, like, oh, yeah. you know, drop pass, like right over his shoulder. Beautiful. This one was a little pop pass, essentially a speed sweep. Beautiful. Love it. Um, And I, that's the kind of stuff you can see The this, again, props to the coaching staff for putting these players in a good spot. That's the kind of stuff that is working. And you got to think that's there's more there uh, than just what we're seeing so far. Uh, we already hit on the wide receiver struggling, but I do want to talk about this, you know, Vanderbilt, they blitzed a good bit. And, And so I want to give props to a couple of people. First off Peyton Thorne stepping up and sometimes rolling out of the pocket, extending a play when I think Vanderbilt had him dead to rights just because they were right in his face and he just rolled out, extended a play. That's awesome. Second player when when that happened, and I'm noticing this more and more, is Jarquez. Okay, I, I want you to watch, fans, go watch Jarquez Hunter on some of these passing plays. If Jarquez Hunter doesn't pick up the blitz, you know, that fifth or sixth guy coming rushing Peyton Thorne, it, it, that, that plays over. It's done. And Jarquez is picking them up, and we are giving Peyton more time and more confidence, which is so big. So yeah, just I think wanted to point a- those out.
1: Well, I think there's a difference between a running back noticing it. There's there's three phases: noticing it, mm-hmm. giving effort to stop it, and then what Jarquez did. And Jarquez was like leveling dudes. <laughs> He's yeah. like, not only was he noticing it, because a lot of times you are like, eh, "I don't really want to do this, but I got to do it to stay on the mm-hmm. field, so I'm gonna kind of put my hands out." No, no, right. no. Jarquez was stonewalling these people that were trying. Yeah, I was like oh, that. I was like that is. You want to get to the NFL? That'll get you to the NFL right there.
0: Right. Well, now I'm looking at Jarquez. Yeah, he can run. Obviously, we know that very well. He can catch out of the backfield. Another big prop for him for the NFL. Third, he can pick up those blitzes. And NFL, they come up with some creative stuff. And these are super athletic guys. I I, I think you're kind of seeing a well-rounded running back at this, this point. Again, kind of to my point, I think we're seeing the last few days unless Auburn pulls out is so much money for this, for this guy, uh, that has lots of talent, uh, another props, obviously offensive line kind of with that, yeah, you know, they, they are picking it up and, uh, it's been honestly a bright, bright point. We'll see against, uh, Arkansas. Um, and then ultimately, you know, Alabama in the iron bowl, but offensive line doing their job. Um, a couple other things, uh, on defense, um, I did want to point out this. So, just to point it, put in perspective. Auburn's defense, somebody put these numbers together. Uh, Auburn's defense has held all but one SEC opponent this season, which was LSU, below its current scoring average. So, that was Texas A&M, Georgia, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. Kept each one of them under their scoring average. So, you know, they're seeing what other teams are doing. And they're saying, we're better than you. So love to see that. A couple of just key players that I wanted to point out. I'll start out with a guy. I said Keys, Austin Keys. Uh, He had the best graded uh, game according to PFF uh, with a 90.5, which again, if you get into the 90s with PFF, that's incredible. You're on fire. Um, I'll even shout out Austin Keys. I hope you're listening to this. You retweeted one of my tweets. So love you, man. That was great. That was really cool. Um, but it was just really cool to see him come out because, like, I think we had some doubts about him as a linebacker uh, besides Eugene Asante. It was like, I don't – I mean, you maybe have one other. But, man, Austin Keys had a day. Uh, so, love to see the linebacker room and you can see that development there. Uh, D-line did exactly what you hoped for. We forced a fumble. We got some sacks. We got some tackle for losses. Marcus Harris did his thing. Elijah McAllister, you know, coming from Vandy had a day. He had a quarterback hurry. I mean, like the defense did everything that they wanted to. And a little bit more. So, uh, overall loved it. DJ James, seven tackles led the team. Uh, and, and you know, it's crazy. I, I, I hadn't thought about this. You normally DJ James is kind of sitting back there and, uh, playing, you know, pass coverage, but he got in seven tackles, which is crazy for him. Even even Hugh Freeze was like, he's not a tackling machine. And you're like, well, for coach to say that, I mean, like, <laughs> that I, that's a lot.
1: I, I have, I don't know if publicly, but personally been a little disappointed with DJ this year. His last two games he's played very well. And he made, I mean – the tackle that he made on that screenplay to the tight end that was, I mean, yeah. I don't know how he made that tackle.
0: Yeah, that, I don't either.
1: That was amazing. The one where he, hey. he you know, he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't knock him down, the guy's probably still running. I mean, it was, yeah, it was wide open.
0: Yeah, and he so, knocked
1: him down while he was being blocked.
0: Yeah, lots of good play on defense. I did want to talk about special teams because it was a little bit of a sore spot for me. Uh, I mean, you pointed this out. You messaged me. Right after the opening kickoff, and we're like, Alex McPherson didn't listen to your last podcast about uh, kicking the ball out of bounds, and I'm he like, he didn't, man. Dad, freaking gum it! Like, I know. I mean, and I'm uh, maybe it'll be a little over. And the rest like, of them
1: went through the end zone. AJ, I don't understand it. I do not understand it.
0: I I don't understand. Like, this guy's an automatic field goal kicker. I
1: uh, what's, and he, he can put it ball? in the end zone. Like, yeah. If he if 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 none of them go to the end zone, you're like, okay, maybe he was trying too hard. He put the rest of them through the end zone. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Okay, you got wow. me. So you got me fired up. I knew you were going to be fired <laughs> up. Now you've got me fired up.
0: Good, love it. Um, getting getting fired up about kickoffs. I oh know. come on. Well, I mean, You're it put excited. them at
1: the forty five. I mean, I thank true. goodness. Her. I mean, they missed a field goal, but yeah, they probably don't get in field goal range if we don't do that. So.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Oscar Chapman. I mean, in a game where I was hoping we wouldn't have to punt the ball a lot when we did punt it seven times so not the greatest um uh, but he did average 45 yards per punt and uh pretty solid game for him so love to see that um no I, I, speaking of punters love this one of the most you know I've seen this the most Vanderbilt stat ever their punter has the most punting yards of any NCAA <laughs> punter and you're like that is so That it's
1: makes sense
0: <laughs> love it um so another kind of negative just brian battee man he had such a big return he wasn't the negative the negative was the hold that came back because he was going he he had like at least a 60 yard return like that's gotta stop y'all like come on like we all have been just itching for brian battee to take one back take it to home and just sucked so i feel like there's a lot to be improved on for special teams and uh in a close game, you know, that that could be the difference in a game. Thankfully, this wasn't a close game, um, and didn't really ultimately determine anything. Also, you know that muff punt. How the heck did Auburn not get that? You know, the the one that was legal, like the not the one that was like kick catch interference or whatever. How did Auburn not jump on that one? I feel like I'm we had twenty
1: guys. Baffled. I feel like we had twenty guys around the ball, and their one guy got it.
0: I don't understand. It, it felt like motion, like for, it felt like it was in slow motion. And Auburn players were like moving through goop. They're like, oh, there's the ball. And then Vanny just jumps on it. You're like, come on, guys. Come on.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it didn't make sense. Yeah.
0: Um, overall, obviously, we're very excited to see what this, uh, you know, this team is starting to do put things together it's taking a little bit longer i'll give them that but we're getting there and you know for an auburn team where i didn't know if we would put together an offense this whole season we're starting to see something happen and that's encouraging yeah, you know, that's that's the proof of concept that we'd all been hoping for with like Brian Harson have never happened on offense. And you're seeing that now with Hugh Freeze and Phil Montgomery. So take a moment, enjoy that, and let's finish out the season strong. Uh, we've got just a few more games left. We got bull eligibility, locked in our our crosshairs. We're really gunning for that, and I think you got a really high likelihood of that now that you got a fifth win at Vanderbilt. Jared, any other final thoughts before you get out of here?
1: No, sir. Just felt good to get another win. Let's, let's go make it three in a row next week.
0: Yes, sir. Love it. Uh, before we get out of here, how, how can the people say it's for you, Jared?
1: You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis.
0: Yes, sir, and if you want to find me on... X Twitter you, call. you can find me at jay underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by e2cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.